You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It could be as simple as stop cam Get out of Foxborough with a win for the Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who listens. I mentioned this a couple days ago. We are up 177% in listenership over last year. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. For those that subscribe, leave reviews, um, tell your friends. We want to make this the most fun Cardinals conversation you can listen to. And if you want to become part of the conversation, please, again, continue to reach out to us on Twitter, at Bobrock, at Clancy's Corner, at Locked On AZ Cards. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Bo, stop Cam, get a win. That's your Locked On Cardinals lead story. I'm Alex Clancy with Bo Brock. Easier than it sounds, especially with the uh, – Injuries to the pass rush and interior of the defensive line the Cardinals have sustained over the course of the season. Corey Peters as, you know, the most recent to be on the shelf for the rest of the year. Jalen Thompson's going to miss some time. Even though it doesn't seem – it seems that there's a chance he could come back this year when what we saw on the field last week when he went down with the injury would lend to the other side where we wouldn't see him for the rest of the year. But hoping positive things for Jalen Thompson and hoping he can make it back onto the field at some point during the 2020 campaign. Cam Newton seems to be a terror with his legs when he wants to be, when the defense allows it. But we know that he's a more talented runner than he is passer, especially at this point in his career. What do the Cardinals need to do to stop him and come out of Foxborough with a victory? Yeah, just make him throw the football. Make him throw the football. Now, you see some big, gaudy pass numbers, and sometimes you think that that means success for the quarterback in the team that he plays on. But for Cam Newton, that hasn't been the case. The last five times he's thrown for 300 yards or more, his team has lost those games. And those also are coupled with him not necessarily finding the end zone or success running the football. So what the Arizona Cardinals need to do is take away the run game and force him into throwing the football. That's, you know, he's talented as far as putting zip on passes, but as far as the accuracy, we know that he struggles uh, you know, finding and hitting open receivers sometimes because that's who he's been his whole entire career. The Arizona Cardinals, they need to take away that rush game. It's so important that it as well as not letting this Patriots defense kind of turn back the clock one season and getting back on track defensively with old Stefan Gilmore getting back in the lineup. That's a little scary to me as well. It just is a recipe for, oh, no, this could be another hurdle for the Cardinals season and, and making the playoffs. It's just when whenever you come off a loss and you look at Bill Belichick just waiting there for you, it doesn't matter who's on the field. It's Bill Belichick. It's Josh McDaniels. You know, we could see a Jacoby Myers touchdown pass. We could see anything. Julian Edelman, at this point, I don't believe is going to play, but there's still he's supposed to practice, um, and, and, and we'll see. But – I'm nervous about the Cardinals going to play in Foxborough. You know, regardless of, yes, these are the things that need to happen. It seems very easy. Cam is an under, is a, is a below average passer at this point. Stephon Gilmore is probably going to be locking down uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It's just they have so many running backs. 
and they could just pound the ball and keep Kyler Murray off the field. And you know with this offense that if they don't get momentum, they could have their, you know, three downs away from a 25-second three-and-out series that gets that defense who's tired without any rest from the last series on, on the field back on the field. And that's something that could be a a vicious circle of or a vicious cycle of the Cardinals and everybody losing this game if that's what if that's what comes to fruition. Yeah, and we've seen so far that a defense that's decent this year has been able to slow down Cam Newton. That has you know a, basically more than just a pulse because Houston not one of those defenses, the Jets not one of those defenses, um, Seattle not one of those defenses. He had his best game of the season against Seattle, and we all know that Seattle just can't, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. He goes 30 for 44, 397 yards, the two rushing touchdowns as well. He has a monster game. They end up losing that game. It was a tight contest. The Raiders, not a good defense. But the good defensive teams out there that have slowed down Cam Newton, it's the Dolphins, it's the Broncos. You know, it's uh, the Bills can play a little bit of defense. Those are the teams, if the Arizona Cardinals can play at that level defensively where they can get just a few stops from Cam Newton and bottle him up enough on the ground. I know he's dangerous. I know that the threat of him running, especially in the red zone, is very real, but the Arizona Cardinals should have enough on the defensive side of the ball to slow him down at this point in his career and then the offense take care of business on the other side. That's another question as far as what the evil genius Bill Belichick will put in place. Yes, I understand the threat and how that's scary, but the Cardinals should take care of business. But at the same time, we've we've come to know that Bill Belichick can flip and turn that upside down and put it on its head, and you'll be walking out of Foxborough potentially with a loss. But on paper, the Cardinals are more talented, and as far as with the way things are going, as far as offensive numbers, they should have enough to take firepower-wise to take advantage of this game and, and leave with a, a comfortable win. And – the main foundation of both of their big wins, regardless of it being a Hail Mary or an Isaiah Simmons interception at the end of an overtime game, was they turned over the opposing quarterback. Turned Josh Allen over a couple times. Turned Russell Wilson over a couple times. Like, that's what needs to happen if the Cardinals are going to win against anybody. And Cam Newton, like Josh Allen, but in a, in a completely different way, he's going to throw a couple balls that are going to be picked off, that have the chance to be picked off. He just had – it's – Consistent yeah. is gravity. And if the Cardinals are able to do that, it'll give them a leg up, which is what what's going to look like, again, regardless of talent level on either side, the Patriots are proving the Cardinals aren't regardless of what we've seen this season. And until that flips, that's what it's going to be, and the Cardinals will just have to figure out a way to get over the hump. Coming up next, Mike DeBate from Locked On, pa- Locked on uh, Patriots is going to join us for our Crossover Friday edition. We took yesterday off, obviously. Uh, we're going to talk to him about Stefan Gilmore's return, about Cam Newton, and he's going to ask us some questions as well. That's coming up next. Locked on Cardinals. But first, this football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through every game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Patriots fans and Cardinals fans, we hope that you had an enjoyable Thanksgiving and to help make the country's most popular holiday weekend just as enjoyable, if not more enjoyable, is a weekend slate of NFL football. 
this Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. The Arizona Cardinals will meet the New England Patriots in Week 12 of the 2020 NFL season. It is Crossover Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Mike DeBate, host of the Locked On Patriots Podcast, and joining me is not only one valued colleague, but two valued colleagues here at the network for me. Bo Brack, Alex Clancy, co-host of the Locked On Cardinals Podcast, Bo and Alex, it's always an honor, always my privilege to join you on the microphone for these crossovers. Yeah, likewise, Mike. Absolutely. And uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup for both teams, a lot on the line and a lot at stake for both teams. And, Bo, I'll start with you and Arizona. They enter this game at 6-4. and four. They're well-rested, albeit after a 28-21 to 21 loss to the Seahawks last Thursday, but they're currently in the position for the third wildcard spot in the NFC. Um, if they did lose on Sunday, it would bring them a bit closer to the Bears right now that are 5-5, five and five, and the teams Minnesota, Detroit, San Francisco right now that are currently hovering around that type of, you know, Mendoza line sort of, uh, so to speak, uh, to uh, either make it or break it when it comes to the playoffs. So I'm not saying that this is going to be a must-win or a make-or-break victory for the Cardinals, but it's clearly one that they'd like to have. To do that, they're going to have to find a way to slow the Patriots' run game, and that continues to be New England's strength. The Cardinals' defense has been hit hard by some injuries, particularly up front. Uh, Corey Peters, obviously the most recent of those, out, with the se- out for the season with a knee injury. Old friend of New England, Chandler Jones, also lost for the year, and Jordan Phillips, Zach Allen, also on injured reserve. So a lot going on injury-wise. Um, Rashad Lawrence could come back for this Patriots game, but those absences have left Arizona a bit vulnerable up front, and the run defense numbers do indicate that. Now, Arizona signed Dante Pico uh, earlier this week to try to add some depth, and even though they rank 23rd against the run, Vance Joseph has the defensive savvy to scheme some effective ways to prevent points on the board by blending some capable veterans, especially in the secondary, and some young athletic players in coverage, particularly one at the hybrid linebacker in Isaiah Simmons, who impresses me a lot. Alex, beyond just the surface of what I've seen, what makes Arizona's defense so dangerous, especially in this matchup coming up against New England? There's a lot of... um... It it seems like Vance Joseph holds his hand pretty tight to to pretty tight to his vest, you know. Like with all of the injuries, as you mentioned, it's any snap could look like something we've never seen before. It started with the Seattle game, the second half primarily, where the blitz packages were wizard like. I mean, it was it, it was uh, like a magician had taken over his defensive coordinator because there's so many glaring holes at, at pass rusher and that was before they had traded for Marcus Golden and that's before, you know, Hassan Reddick had really um implemented himself into the into the passing the pass rush attack and before Isaiah Simmons actually showed that he was worth his weight in gold from the defensive side rushing the passer. Um it's just been kind of a week-by-week, play-by-play kind of thing, kind of scheme that he's going to draw up because they're behind the eight ball. They have, obviously, again, injuries, but now they're more equipped at the pass rushing uh, spot, at least, than they were earlier on in the season. So it's really going to come down to if they can hold their weight and coverage from the cornerback position because regardless of Chandler Jones being out and regardless of the interior defensive line being hobbled, the secondary, the corner specifically, 
have been really the most volatile position on the defensive side. Patrick Peterson has showed, you know, his Jekyll and Hyde side. Drake or Patrick has definitely had his ups and downs. Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson over the top from the safety position have been the most stable. But it's really going to come down to if they can turn turn Cam Newton over when he throws the ball, and it's going to be the corners that really need to be in anger for this defense if they're going to want to win this game. Absolutely. Such great insight. And again, you mentioned, um, you know, you, you mentioned some of these guys, especially Buda Baker at uh, the safety position. Patriots are going to have to be very careful to watch him when it comes to him utilizing the blitz. Picking up the blitz has not been the strong suit of Cam Newton in the Patriots offense this year. So a lot of uh, things to watch for and definitely some uh, some good things on the horizon uh, for the Arizona Cardinals if they can make that happen. Bo, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals defense and, uh, excuse me, the Arizona Cardinals offense. And when you think offense, it automatically begins with Kyler Murray. Even though he's nursing a shoulder injury, there is still a lot to fear about the way this kid plays the game. He could beat you in so many ways. Because he's so good at running the ball through the ground, the Cardinals rank second in the league in rushing, 157.7 yards per game, and they're first in yards per rush at 5.15. Murray himself has 10 rushing touchdowns, but the Cardinals, they also use Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds as their main ball carriers, and these guys are effective in so many ways. Both average over four yards per carry. They've combined for six rushing touchdowns between the two of them. Through the air, he's just as effective. He's got some pretty capable receivers as well. Kyler can throw the ball, and he's got DeAndre Hopkins at the top of that list, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. And, of course, I want to give a little love to UMass alum Andy Isabella, who's been pretty good in this offense as well. They're all capable of making plays. But when it comes to opposing defenses, is there a poison to be picked when it comes to this Arizona offense? And what strategy might we see Arizona employ to put points up on this Patriots defense? Yeah, there's a big misconception about Cliff Kingsbury and his air raid offense that it's pass, 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 and then run a little bit. But where the Arizona Cardinals have been the most effective offensively is when they get that good run-pass balance. Obviously, every NFL, every team in the NFL wants to run-pass balance. You know it with a mobile quarterback yourself covering the Patriots. You see that when Cam gets it going on the ground, you've got that stable of running backs that gets it going, and then you have the ability to throw the ball down the field. It, it just works. It, it just looks like a great you know, scheme and, and the, you know, Josh McDaniels is an offensive genius. Same thing goes for Cliff Kingsbury as a play caller. The uh, Seattle Seahawks were able to bottle up Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake in the last game, that 28 to 21 Thursday night football victory. And that's been the biggest difference between Cardinals wins and Cardinals losses offensively is getting the run game going. And when teams can kind of keep Kyler Murray behind the line of scrimmage and getting out and running and, and being the elusive runner that he is, that's the most effective way that uh, teams have been able to combat the Cardinals potent run game. And if you're going to pick your poison, you're going to make Kyler Murray, even though I think that as far as the mobile quarterbacks go, he's probably one of the more impressive throwers of all those guys. He throws a beautiful deep ball. Um, you're going to pick your poison as far as having him beat you with his arm, take away the run game completely, keep him behind the line of scrimmage and have the inability to get out, run, get in space. Same thing goes for Kenyon Drake. You know, he's had a couple good games here and I think his numbers are a little bit more inflated than, what really kind of shows what type of season he's had. But when he can kind of run between the tackles, it gives the Cardinals that weapon that they need to kind of move the sticks. And that's when this offense is, is most effective. It's not getting the big chunk plays. It's moving the chains. It's putting up and, and putting the offense in a position to be successful on second and third and manageable. 
Uh, and, and that's when Kyler Murray is the most dangerous because when he can just kind of be it, put in a position to be the most successful quarterback that he is, it's having that run pass that balance and him not having to kind of harbor all of that and do that himself. Uh, so it's you're picking your poison. You're picking Kyle, Kyler Murray's arm right now because in his second season, sure, he's thrown for you know a pretty high number of touchdowns, 19 this season, but also he's most dangerous with his legs. So the Patriots' defense, they've got the tough task of slowing him down on 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 the ground and then uh, picking their poison as far as seeing what he can do as far as picking them apart with his arm. Yeah, and I think that's definitely been a very difficult thing for the Patriots to do. Look, they have a new-look front. Carl Davis has come in and provided some stability in the interior of that defensive line. Byron Cowart, Lawrence Guy have been better run stuffers the last two weeks, but they're going to need to continue that against the Cardinals and force Kyler Murray to the air. Like you said, try to take away the run game. That has not been easy for the Patriots to do all season long, and if the Cardinals can get their running game on track. It could end up being a long afternoon in Foxborough for the hometown club. Bo, Alex, you guys have provided a tremendous amount of insight when it comes to the Cardinals. My listeners of Locked On Patriots have definitely learned a lot more about your side of the ball. But this wouldn't exactly be a true crossover unless we flip the script and you put me on the hot seat. In just a moment, folks, Bo, Alex, and I will talk about things from a Patriots perspective as these two teams prepare to do battle on Sunday in Foxborough. More with Bo Brack and Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals and myself, Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots, when this crossover Friday continues. Welcome back to a crossover Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, Alex Clancy and Bo Brock from Locked On Cardinals. Mike DeBate from Locked On Patriots talking. Now we're 48 hours away or so, 72 hours, depending on when you listen to this podcast, uh, to Cardinals Patriots up in Foxborough. It's kind of a turning point for both of these organizations in very different ways ahead of this game. If the Cardinals win, they, they put themselves smack dab in the middle of the NFC playoff hunt again. And if... In turn, if the Patriots lose, there are going to be question marks surrounding the future of this organization, even more than there already are right now. And, Mike, I want to get into it right away. Stephon Gilmore's back. Is Stephon Gilmore going to be the guy that's going to be mirroring DeAndre Hopkins, the number one target for the Arizona Cardinals uh, on the defensive side of the ball? I would probably say yes. I think conventional wisdom would tell you that J.C. Jackson might get the nod simply because he's been more active lately. Uh, he's been their best cover corner so far this year. He's got the speed and the ability to get into a defender's hip pocket or an, off uh, an offensive uh, uh, player's hip pocket and be able to be an effective defender. The problem with that is that J.C. is still showing signs of being able to break down in coverage. He's still essentially growing into himself as a uh, uh, corner. I think he's done tr a tremendous job. But Stephon Gilmore has locked horns with DeAndre Hopkins in the past. Those two are very familiar with one another. So I expect these two to match up with one another. And I know Gilmore is going to be motivated to try to shut down DeAndre. Of course, I say that tongue-in-cheek. Nobody really shuts down DeAndre Hopkins. You look to hope to slow him, look to contain him, maybe get a couple of plays in on him and take him away as maybe a primary weapon or at least an every-down weapon like he has been for the Cardinals. Uh, Jonathan Jones, I think, is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, I look for him to maybe drag Christian Kirk in, the, in that uh, uh, matchup. I think you might see him match up in there. And then, of course, the safeties, I think, will probably be drawing the, uh, the, the duty of 
tough handling Larry Fitzgerald underneath. The key for New England is going to be trying to get some pressure on Murray. That's going to help, but it's going to depend on a lot of what they get in the secondary coverage. And that begins and ends with Stephon Gilmore, who even though he's had his issues this year with staying on the field, hasn't quite been the same player he was last year as the defensive player of the year in 2019. He's still pound for pound their best defender on the field. Mike, it's been an uneven season, to say the least, for the Patriots as far as week-to-week performances. I mean, you've got a loss to a, a injury-depleted 49ers team. You've got a win over the Ravens. You squeak by the Jets, and you lose the Texans most recently. What's the biggest key to success for this Patriots team? Is it getting back to where they're playing at a high level defensively like they were last season, or is it just all on the arm and legs of Cam Newton? And I think it needs to blend a little bit of both, to be honest with you, Bo. I think in a lot of ways, the New England Patriots have had flashes of success when they've played their game, both on offense and on defense. On defense, flood the middle, be able to stop the run and allow the linebackers to get into coverage, allow the secondary to be able to play man. And at that point, they can really set up to provide very good defense and very good coverage. The Patriots have not been able to do that. They simply lack the personnel, I think, on defense this year. The pass rush has not been nearly as consistent as it needs to be. Uh, They've got flashes of kids and young players that can be pretty good pass rushers in this defense. Chase Winovich comes to mind. He's one of them that has a nonstop motor, but he's been all over the field, has not really played his assignments as indicated, and he's been erratic, and that's something that can cause problems for a defense when they're trying to get continuity. The other aspect is the linebackers. The middle of the field has been terrible. Um, Deshaun Watson was able to carve them up last week by really attacking the middle of the field defense. Juwan Bentley has not been able to quite nicely fit into the cookie-cutter role that everyone hoped he would with the departure of Dante Hightower via uh, COVID opt-outs. So they've been lacking in that area. We've mentioned the middle of the uh, uh, the interior of the defensive line. Losing Danny Shelton was a big blow to this team. Then you bring in Bo Allen, and of course Bo Allen doesn't suit up and play a down for the New England Patriots because of injuries. So they've had to bring in Carl Davis. Even Isaiah Mack has come in, but they've lacked in that area as well. And the coverage in the secondary has suffered simply because the personnel in the front seven has been difficult to be able to replicate on offense. Cam Newton has been very good when he utilizes the zone reads, when he's able to get quick, short passes, move the ball down the field, and essentially open things up for the passing game where he can utilize that. We saw that on Sunday when the, when the Texans stuffed the box and they put another eight player in the and they put an eighth player into the block and they really forced Cam to throw the ball. He can be effective when his receivers get open. The problem is they haven't done that consistently enough. Some of it has been because Cam has missed time due to COVID. There's been some confusion about the pre-snap reads and being able to pick up the blitz. But also, Josh McDaniel's game calling, I think, needs to be a little bit more consistent. Utilize Cam Newton to his best strengths, and I think that will give the Patriots some stability. Ultimately, the Patriots' run game has been great, but when you take that away from them, it's very difficult for this team to find its offensive rhythm. So that's really the key in being able to beat the New England Patriots. Several teams have done that effectively, but when they have a good balance, this team can play with anyone. They can still pull out wins. Uh, They're far from being a poor football team, but they're simply not the juggernaut we've seen the last few years. Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Mike, debate Locked on Patriots. It should be a very interesting matchup on Sunday. Mike, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road, man. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and glad to hear you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Likewise, Mike, and 
the podcast before the game, Bo, wouldn't be complete without our predictions, wins, losses, numbers, total points, and player of the game for offense and defense. Bo, take it away. All right. On the defensive side of the football, because Mike had pointed out how potent that the uh, the rushing attack is for the New England Patriots, you would think that a guy like Angela Blackson, the, like the lone leftover middle of that defensive line for the Arizona Cardinals, he's got to have a big game. He's got to be disruptive, open up some rush lanes for these pass rushers. I look for him to have a big game, but at the same time, you got to have Patrick Peterson be the guy. This has got to be, when he's looking at his contract season, he's got to show up in games like this, take care of, you know, this this wide receiver core from the Patriots that's not that talented. Nikhil Harry is, we're still waiting for him to pop. He hasn't, the, the Arizona State product hasn't been the guy that they drafted in the first round, uh, the New England Patriots. So I'm looking at Blackson in the middle, but more so Patrick Peterson to play that shutdown corner role this game because he's not going up against the wide receivers that he's faced the last couple of weeks, the Tyler Lockett's, the DK Metcalf's, the Stefan Diggs. It's uh, it's it's there's there isn't really it's Jacoby Myers and and Nikhil Harry maybe, uh, hobbled Julian Edelman I don't know but P- Peterson has to have a big game, that that's it, do you want me to get into my offensive prediction? Yeah, yeah offensively the Arizona Cardinals have to get you know on the other side of things they have to get that run game going and because we have exempted Kyler Murray from this conversation, I, I'm actually looking for Chase Edmonds to have a big game. Not necessarily just running the football, but also catching the ball out of the backfield, being that threat, adding that just other weapon, you know, beyond Kenyon Drake, beyond DeAndre Hopkins, beyond Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds having big games is it always means that, you know, success for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I know we found the end zone last game in the loss, but, you know, if he can just be more consistently on the field and making big plays for this team, it's always a, uh, a recipe for success for the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm looking for, Chase Edmonds to have a big game for the Cardinals. I, I think they win this game, Alex. I think this this is a game that they can win. You know, are they going to hit their their average offensively? I think maybe just a tick below. I think this is like a twenty seven fourteen victory for the Cardinals. Well, that'd be good. That'd be good for the rest of the for the rest of the season. Uh, defensively, for me, it's Isaiah Simmons. It's time for big boy football, yeah. and it's time to see if they can rely on him down the stretch. And this is a great chance to do it because you're going to see Josh McDaniels a la uh, Kyle Shanahan in week one just go after the rookie. You know that they're going to go after him. You know, unless he's specifically rushing the passer. If he drops back in coverage, if Josh McDaniels sees a set that he likes, they're going to go after the kid. And if he can come out somewhat unscathed and make, you know, make some big plays for this defense, I think it'll prove not only that you know, his worth is there for Vance Joseph to use him in the future, but it'll be nice for him personally to get some confidence at the NFL level. You know, he had exponential confidence when he was uh, at Clemson. It'd be nice to see him kind of get back to that, which will help his play also. On offense, it's Kenyon Drake. Um, I thought you were going to take mine, but it's Kenyon Drake. Chase Edmonds, sure. I mean, obviously, this is there's a, uh, a motif here that getting the running game going, especially with Kyler Murray hobbled, is going to be paramount for their success. Kenyon Drake between the tackles, he's been running north and south a lot better over the last couple weeks, and he needs to continue to do so if the Cardinals are going to win. I don't think the Cardinals are going to win. I think this is a game that's going to test their intestinal fortitude. It's going to test Cliff Kingsbury, and I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be about a field goal game. I'd say like 23-20 Cardinals lose, and it's going to be be back to the drawing board here. And – um. 
it's going to be a look at the mirror, look at yourself in the mirror, Cliff Kingsbury, and figure out how you can go from it's on me, I didn't call the right plays, to coming out and calling the right plays. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. And unfortunately, Cardinals will drop to six and five. Uh, I'm shocked by that. That's, yeah, that's so, going to ruin Thanksgiving weekend for most of the uh, Cardinals fans that are listeners. Yeah, I, and I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I think that that's going to be the situation we're going to be looking at until it's proven otherwise. Until you prove that the Cardinals win games they're supposed to win, and they haven't had many that they were supposed to win. Detroit, maybe Carolina, though the two most. Uh, two of the lower points of the season, those were two teams that they were better than and they lost to. So this may be another one going and playing in Foxborough at the early time slot. Um, it's going to be difficult, but we will see what happens come Sunday. And uh, thank you again for listening. Bo and I will be back on Monday to react to what's hopefully a Cardinals win. Um, we'll talk to you then.